Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. And now, today, we're going to be talking all about how to do long-term buy and hold real estate investing successfully. It could be long-term, mid-term, or even short-term like Airbnb and how to do it successfully and not get hurt by the recession that is here right now. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up? Super pumped to have you here on the show with me today. And honestly, week in and week out, you are here with me learning how to invest in real estate. Now, we can all invest in real estate. It's not something that only the rich can do. It's not something that you have to have lots and lots of experience or lots and lots of money or be grandfathered into other properties or anything like that. No, honestly, what it takes is the fortitude in your mind to push forward because people like us, we are totally different than most people in the regular population. Most people, they're built and it's totally fine that they work a regular nine to five J-O-B is what I like to call it. But they, they work day in and day out and they are perfectly fine for that. In fact, I love hiring people who love to work for me because they make money and I'm the one taking all the risks, but not like us. You and I, we are risk takers. Well, I would say that with a caveat that we take calculated risks. When we build a business to buy our first rental property or our 10th rental property, it's always going to be the same. When we build the business, we know we're going to make money when we buy that property. I'll give you an example of what that would look like. So if you're going to buy a candy bar and you can buy it for $1.25, but you could sell it for a dollar. Well, would you, would that be a good business model? Would you actually do that? No, you wouldn't because you'd buy it for $1.25 and you'd sell it for a dollar. You would lose money. You'd lose 25 cents on every single candy bar that you sold. No, but what if you can buy the candy bar for 50 cents and then sell it for a dollar? Well, great. You would make 50 cents on that transaction. But here's another thought. What if you didn't have that 50 cents to buy that first candy bar so you can't even make any money? Well, enter in private money or other people's money. Hopefully you guys have know the term. I've said a lot, but OPM, other people's money. Enter in other people's money. Let's say you can buy the candy bar for 50 cents. And you absolutely know, because this is what we do when we invest in real estate, we build a business where we know we can rent a property for a certain amount. Same thing with that candy bar. We know we can buy it for 50 cents. And we know we can sell it for 50 cents. But it's going to cost us borrowing from somebody else, other people's money, 25 cents to buy that candy bar. Well, if it costs 50 cents to buy the candy bar and it costs you 25 cents to get the money to buy that candy bar, but you could sell it for a dollar, you make 25 cents from every single candy bar that you sell. Why not get as many candy bars as you can and borrow as much money as you can to get those candy bars where you're going to be making 25 cents every single time on every single candy bar. Same thing with real estate investing. We know what our expenses are going to be. We also know how much it's going to cost to borrow money. 
we also know how much we could rent the property for. If we could rent the property for $250 more than our expenses, then we will absolutely be making money. Now, on top of that, remember, we as real estate investors, we're buy and hold investors. Flipping is not investing. You know, that's where you buy a house, you fix it up and you try to sell it for more. That's not investing because if you don't flip that next property, you're not going to make any money. Wholesaling, that is basically your realtor. Those are not investing. That's basically a job. No, what we do here at Master Passive Income, what we do is we do buy and hold properties. Now you might be thinking, well, Dustin, I thought you always talk about long-term buy and hold, like get long one-year leases. Well, that's just one strategy in the buy and hold. See, now the reason why I've done this for so long, where I only talk about long-term is because that is how you are going to be protected when there is, not when, now there is actually a crash right now. There's even the recession that's going on right now with inflation going up. The recession is absolutely here. Interest rates are going up. The reason why I always talk about long-term is because that's our baseline. That's our selling our candy bar for a dollar and our expenses are 75 cents. But what if there is a way where you can actually make $2 on that candy bar. You're still buying it for 75 cents, but you can make it. It's a special time. Maybe there's a baseball game and you're one of those street vendors that are walking around. You could sell it for $2 because you got a captive audience. Well, be, with that captive audience, you're gonna make a lot more money. But what if there's no baseball game and there's no captive audience? How much are you gonna be able to sell that candy bar for? A dollar. So I'm giving you this analogy. I hope you're tracking along. Sorry, it's gonna be a little, uh, you have to think through this. But the analogy is we do buy and hold. We only buy properties that we could long-term buy and hold and make $250 a month or more, but that's just one strategy. Let's say you have a property that you can do midterm. That's where it's like six months or eight months, longer term where it's like traveling nurses and things like that. Well, that's a fantastic way to make money. That's buy and hold, but it's a mid-length. There's a long-term, which is what we normally do. There's mid-term as well, where you make more money. You have more turnover, but you make more money. And then there's short-term. Short-term is where you rent it out per day instead of per month or per year. And so with that short-term, you make even more money. Maybe you're going to be making 4 or $5 for that single candy bar in the good times. Now, what I'm going to be doing is I live in Phoenix and the Super Bowl is gonna be coming here in February. It's October when I'm currently recording this now. And I am getting my house ready for Airbnb. We're not gonna have it be a long-term you know, property anymore. It's gonna be turned into an Airbnb because I will probably get, and this was like back five years ago when the Super Bowl was here in town, it was about $1,000 per night for a regular three bedroom, two bath. Well, that's what I have. More than likely it might be $1,200 a night, maybe even $1,300 a night. Even if it was $1,000 a night, that's $30,000 in one month. How amazing would that be? Now for me, just like I was explaining to you, we have a business and we're going to sell our candy bars whichever way is gonna make sense. But at the same time, I want you to be prepared. And I'm currently creating a short-term rental property course where you're gonna have short-term Airbnb, VRBO, and how to do it right. But the key is that we're buy and hold and we do not buy a property for short-term rentals unless we can rent it long-term and still make $250 a month. Because worst case scenario, everything crashes. Remember in 2020, that's not that far back where nobody was traveling. If that happens again, your long-term is what's going to make you money. You're not going to be losing money. Another thing is back in 2008, when I first got started investing, 
I remember the crash of 2008. Hotels were doing so horribly. They were going bankrupt because nobody was traveling. Nobody had money because of the recession. Well, most likely, most of us who have been in this most recent time of uh, really just ramp up in the economy, economy's been doing so much better and better and better over the last, what, 12, 14 years. We haven't seen a crash since 2008. Well, more than likely, most of us who have Airbnb properties, we're been, we've been living high on the hog. It's been fantastic because what we have seen is a booming economy. We have not seen, like Airbnb wasn't around back in 20, 2008. VRBO was around, I think it might've been around 2008, but hotels and VRBO, like all the short-term properties, they were hurting so bad. So with my short-term rental property course, it's actually gonna be included inside of the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership that I have, inside of there as well, it's gonna be a course that what we're gonna be doing is making sure that we're protected on every single side because I'm gonna be straightforward and tell you the recession is here. We just haven't really felt it. You know that a recession is when it affects your neighbor. A depression is when it affects you. And so that's what's gonna start happening I would say probably six months or a year. I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I have no clue when it's going to happen. I just see so many bad things coming. And you're going to have a lot of people say, oh man, I've got two Airbnbs and I literally quit my job. Like I make all the money out of Airbnb. Well, my thought is, well, I've seen that before. Personally, back in 2006, when it first got started and into 2008, 2010, all the people that went bankrupt, and there were lots of them, people that I knew, people that I saw, oh, I'm a big, you know, real estate guru, I've got this Ferrari that I fly, that I fly, that I drive, I've got this private airplane that I fly, and what happened is they all went bankrupt because they were, they were getting over leveraged, getting, that, that means getting too much money in loans that they couldn't pay back if the economy went flat, but what I want for you is I want you well, basically, everything that I'm doing in my business and in my life to protect my family is what I'm giving for you, what I'm doing so that you can be ready for your real estate investing so you can be successfully unemployed and never have to work a job again and literally never have to get a job once you go off of having your job. Let's say you quit because you have two Airbnb. Well, if those start to dry up and you're having to fight to get somebody inside the property, you're having to fight to get that rent lower, you know, the, the Airbnb, the weekly night or daily night rates down to, you know, maybe you were at $250 a night, but maybe you might be down to $70 a night. Wow. Are you going to be able to cover your expenses then? I'm, I'm literally asking you, would you be able to cover your expenses? Most likely a lot of these people who are way overextended, let's say they bought, oh man, this great house. I've spent $600,000 on this house. It's really close to the coast or the beach and it's getting... $4,000 a night. Well, I don't just kind of really throwing out there being really facetious, but they're getting a lot of money, but they have two properties, which is good. But let's say something bad happens. Are you ready? Or would you be prepared if something bad happens and nobody travels anymore because they don't have any money? That's the downside of looking at these sexy things like Airbnb. You're going to hear everybody talk about rental arbitrage, or you probably have. I've talked about this on the show as well. We don't do rental arbitrage. Arbitrage is basically somebody comes to me, I'm a long-term buy and hold person, and I make $250 a month from every single property. It's great, but you'll get somebody else coming to me and say, hey, Dustin, you have this property. Let me lease it out to you 
for a year-long basis, regular long-term lease, but then I will sublease it as an Airbnb. I will let people stay and I will do all the work. Now, this person doesn't own anything other than furniture, which is a depreciating asset. That's where the value of it goes down. The downside of that is if you all of a sudden had an issue and you could not get it rented, let's say you got bad reviews and nobody wants to rent your property. Oh my goodness, that actually hurts you very, very bad because you can't rent it for what you thought you could. And then now it's a liability. You don't own the property. You only own furniture and pictures and silverware. But that stuff is literally not worth anything once it's already been used. You might be able to sell it and make a fraction of the, what you paid for it, but you don't own anything. So rental arbitrage, which you're doing Airbnb, my opinion is not investing. You don't own anything other than, well, is it investing if you own something that goes down in value? Absolutely not. If it goes down in value, that's not investment. You're just buying things. And so what we do here at Master Passive Income, we actually make sure that we're buying the property with the idea of buy and hold. Remember, this is generational wealth. This is generational wealth. So we can literally give these properties to our children. And at the same time, we're going to be able to rent it however we want, long-term, mid-term, short-term. If we're going to be able to make a lot more money because a Super Bowl is in town, well, then let's do that. If there's nobody traveling and the economy's horrible, nobody is having any money to spend on travel and vacation stay, well, we will turn it into a long-term property. What I personally suggest for all of my students is having, well, not just suggest, this is my risk tolerance or how I I guess, structure my portfolio of my properties, I like to have 80% of my properties in long-term and 20% in short-term. And midterm also is in there. I'm Midterm is a little harder because you have to be by a hotel or a hospital, sorry, not a hotel. You have to be by a hospital and other things like that that draw in these you know, uh, short-term people or midterm people. And so it's a little harder. But anyways, I personally suggest, or at least for me, 80% in long-term and 20% in short-term properties. All of them can, all of your properties, like literally all of them, you should look at every single one of your properties as an opportunity for either long-term, mid-term, or short-term. But again, do not buy a property if you cannot long-term rent it. Now, if you could long-term rent it and still make $250 a month, how much more excited are you gonna be when you do a short-term and you can triple or quadruple that amount of money and I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job, I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. 
a month in rent because you're doing short term as well. And remember, I started investing back in 2006 before the crash. Now, all through the crash, I saw so many people go bankrupt, but I didn't. In fact, my properties, my long-term buy and hold properties, I started making more money. <laughs> the reason why is because rents went up. Sadly, people lost their homes. They couldn't pay their mortgage. Well, what happens when they lose their home? Well, they have to live somewhere. And so my properties look more and more valuable as a rental. So rents went up. So the way we invest in real estate and we make money on every single one of our property, no matter if the property value goes up, if the property value goes down or it goes sideways, which means it doesn't even go up at all. We still make money in passive income because we bought it knowing just like that candy bar, we buy it for 50 cents. It costs us 25 cents to get the loan to buy that candy bar, but we can sell it for a dollar and we get 25 cents. But the good thing is we don't have to keep buying a candy bar over and over again to sell it. We don't have to have a business selling that. Our property, we bought it once and we're renting it out over and over again, like literally year after year. The, actually, my very first property I bought in Ohio and I bought it and I still own it. I think I bought it in 2006 or seven, something like that. And I still own it. It still makes me money and the rents have gone up. Now, many of my properties have gone up 25, 35, 45, even 50% more in rent than when I first bought it. Remember, if I'm making a minimum of $250 a month in passive income, well, that $250 a month, if it goes up over time, if it doubles, which it has for me, just hold it for 10, 15 years, it'll double where now my passive income is at minimum $500 on these properties I bought. I'm sorry, little caveat. On the properties that I bought back in 2008, you know, six, seven, and eight, nine, 10, like all through there, those have literally doubled. And the ones I bought in 2013, 2014, 2015, and so on, they have gone up as well. You guys have seen in 2020 when there was no properties to be rented, I had friends from church say, hey, Dustin, do you have any properties in the area? And like, sadly, they're all rented. It's a bummer, but there were so many people and rents, rent rates were getting jacked up by, well, landlords are going to do what they're going to do. I personally don't jack up my rent rates. There's one property I have in Houston. It's literally can be rented for like $2,100. Well, when I first bought it and I first got it rented, it was renting and I was making $250 a month when it was renting for a $1,625 or something like that. So I'm still making money. Now the rents are at $1,800. I could go up to 21, but the tenants have literally been in there for five years, five years, and they are fantastic tenants on top of that. I wanna keep their rate low because they stay in there. They're paying off my mortgage. They're paying off the interest. They're paying the insurance. They're paying everything because that's what their rent covers. And I've doubled how much I make in passive income. So what we wanna do with the idea that something is coming. Life will never be perfect. Life will never be a booming economy all the time. There will be a time where everybody is saying, oh my goodness, the economy is horrible. Trust me, like I guess I'm old enough now where I've lived through at least one. Actually, 2000 was the dot-com crash. I was in college at that time and I was like, man, what is going on? People are uh, they're really hurting right now. I didn't know much, but then in 2008, when the crash happened, I was investing. And so everything that I've implemented into my business so that I don't get hurt, that I don't get bankrupt, that I can still make money and provide for my family, I've implemented in my business. And this is what I teach you. And on top of that, what I've also realized is that as I make more money, 
my business gets better and I can serve more people. And all these other people who went bankrupt, they had to refigure out everything else. I mean, they went from Ryan High on the Hog, like I said, flying in private jets and driving Lamborghinis. I was still driving my Honda Accord and living in a small house. And I still made money where they went bankrupt. And this is why you, as a master passive income podcast listener, are different than most people. Number one, you're different because you know you want to make a change. You don't want to work that dead-end J-O-B. But on top of that, you know that learning from other people's mistakes is the best thing to do. In fact, what I love is a huge quote that really just resonates with me. A smart man learns from his mistakes but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. When I saw everybody else go bankrupt, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I just kept moving forward because I bought it for passive income and cash flow. Everybody else was going bankrupt and I didn't because I saw what they were doing. I said, I, gotta, I don't want to do what they're doing. I need to keep going the route that is actually making me money and saving me money from losing money. And here is another quote or proverb that you need to remember. And the question is, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, that was 20 years ago. The next best time, literally the next best time is today. If you don't get started today, if you keep putting it off, you never will. The last thing that you want is to look back 20 years from now and say, man, I remember listening to Dustin, you know, at Master Passive Income Podcast. I was listening to that and I wanted to take action but I didn't because I was afraid. I didn't because I was worried that this might happen. I didn't because I didn't want to do this out of there. You do not want to say, I did not invest because I was afraid. I did not invest because I didn't think I had the money. I did not invest because I wasn't sure about myself. I did not invest because, name your reason. You do not want to look back 20 years from now and say, man, back in 2022, back when it was going to be the best time ever, because I'm telling you, right now, coming up, if not literally right now, is the best time to invest in real estate. If you don't know how to invest in real estate, you need to learn. Keep listening to the podcast. Obviously, I'm going to keep teaching you, but you need to be ready so that when everything is half off, because it seems like there's going to be a time where everything, all the real estate is going to be half off, which means you're going to be able to buy it for much cheaper you need to be able to move forward on it. So I really appreciate you guys for being here on the show with me. I am so appreciative of you. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my real estate wealth builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.